right, everybody, welcome to Independent Filmmakers Episode 1, Launching a New Endeavor. My name is Tyler, and I run JS Cinema Productions, or Tyler J. Slattery on YouTube. And I'm with Joe Zapparo today. How you doing? And uh, Joe runs his YouTube channel, 585 Garage. Um, so I have been in video production for um, a little over half a year now. And I decided that this podcast would be a great idea to just get a little more in-depth and personal and um, provide some content for those of you who, like myself in your free time, listen to podcasts when you're driving. And uh, it helps not having to mess with the video all the time. Um, so that's me in a quick nutshell. I'll just let Joe introduce himself. Hi, I'm Joe. I run 585 Garage. I uh, we are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We've got a whole bunch of platforms available uh, for your viewing pleasure. I have been in, I don't know if you could even call it video production. I've been in screwing around with cars my entire life. Uh, but just about two years ago now, we, myself and my friends, have decided to start picking up cameras and just film the crazy stuff that we would be doing whether or not we had the channel. So, And your channel is 585 Garage? And that's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yep, we even have TikTok now. Yeah, um, I have all those as well. It's, I tell you what, it's it's hard to keep up with everything. There's so much coming out. And it's all starting to follow the TikTok trend, which I don't know if I like. but It makes you wonder because you post something to each platform using, you know, I don't know if you do it the same way I do. And I'm not saying that my way works because I'm not a millionaire on social media yet. Uh, but once I edit a video for like a TikTok style format, I will then post it to like Instagram stories, Facebook stories, YouTube shorts, things like that. And uh, I've had a little bit of traction across all the platforms. By no means would I say that it has been good traction, mm -hmm. but it has been better than I was expecting, honestly. It definitely gives you a lot of different ways to make videos. For me, the real challenge has been the horizontal videos. Then the type of video productions that I do, it's always uh, 16 by nine, you know, the full, traditionally what you see on YouTube and the movie theaters. And this trend with TikTok has really been setting the, you know, just whip your phone out and watch it and horizontal not horizontal, vertical, and it's just different. I don't, I don't know if I like filming that way, but it definitely pushes your creative. So for me, it really hasn't been that difficult to do the TikTok style of video because for me, a lot of times when I shoot that, it's just reminding myself to keep the phone upright instead of sideways. So it's, Yeah, and it's it, just more comfortable holding it that way too. Yeah, so... That's not really a huge deal. Um, it's just like, how do you make your video captivating to an audience when it's not very long? Right. And I think that's probably the biggest struggle because I'm not that good looking. And You're not out there dancing, showing your breastesses? No, or my cake, my yeah. birthday cake, or I think, what is it, a peach, some people call it. Is, that's probably the emoji. I think yeah, the yeah. emoji means. For butt. And, you know... When you're taking a short video and making it interesting, it's difficult because it's not like you're using 
a main image to grab someone's attention, like a half-naked woman or a guy with abs with a shirt off, you know, which obviously on social media gains traction. That's not the type of guy I am. I'm, uh, in fact, probably the exact opposite of both of those things. Um, so it's, I think it's more difficult to put out the type of content, especially the type of content that we make, because it's to a very select audience that will only get attention if it goes viral. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys that have been doing it 11 years at this point, that's a very hard market to break into because they own it. You know, there's so many guys or guys that have just started doing it, but they had such a social media following. Personally, you know, it makes it very easy for them. You know, there, there's guys like Cletus McFarland that have just grown his YouTube channel from nothing to a ton of subscribers to the point where he's able to buy abandoned shops, take stakes in companies that make race parts. And, um, you know, he buys, he just bought a recent, recently he just bought a shop. And then there's guys like Tony Angelo and Mike Finnegan who have had a large social media following because of what they do for their day job. Um, that they're like, Oh, I'll just start a YouTube channel and a million people subscribe the first day. Mm -hmm. You know, where I start out with two subscribers, it was myself and my co-host. Right. You know, yeah. so it's difficult to... And I've got 41 now on my second YouTube channel. There you go. But um, I, I started one for my... I mean, we'll get into it, but I started one for my art painting that I have like 380 now. So it, it definitely takes time. I think uh, I just looked earlier. I'm at 330 on my main channel and then on um, i don't even want to call it a backup channel i have you know i do some boat stuff and i've got two subscribers there <laughs> myself and my girlfriend so it's um you know it takes a lot of hard work and dedication that i don't think a lot of people understand like that to to go from nothing to be something you have to work harder than everyone else you have to spend pretty you pretty much Every time you do a video, you have to zero your bank account to make yeah. anything happen. And a lot of these guys didn't have to do that. Yeah, it definitely is a lot of work. Um, so that's just kind of an intro about who we are and a brief overview. But um, so this podcast is something where basically any creators, people that are putting out social media content, even photographers, I'd like to get together where we can just have these conversations where we're not out filming, we're not working on a video. We can just sit down, have some drinks. Um, we're actually filming later tonight, so drinks have been replaced with coffee. And but, water. And water. Um, but we'll just go and talk about all these different topics that, that come up and, and whatnot. And in each episode, we'll start out with uh, kind of an introduction about uh, who we are, if it's somebody new that's on the channel. And then we're going to have two main topics for introductions, and they're going to be recent projects and general updates. And recent projects will be things that we've recently published or worked on or are currently working on. And then updates, general updates will be what's going on in a, in a broader sense, things that we're working on, upcoming big projects, um, plans in the work, stuff like that, that 
uh, you feel would be beneficial to talk about. And then every episode will have a general main topic, which is the meat and potatoes of the actual episode, followed by kind of a smaller thing, and then we'll close it out. And I think that's a good a good way to run these. Um, I'm not sure how long they'll go, but maybe I'd like to keep the episodes about 45 minutes to an hour. And um, again, I haven't decided where I'm going to be able to publish these yet, um, possibly on my website. And then I can link to iTunes and all that stuff from there. Anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. Hopefully all of the places that you get your favorite podcasts. But I know nothing about podcasting. so. And I'm learning everything I'm going to know from you. <laughs> um, so, um, introductions. We just did that. So we'll talk about uh, recent projects. So what have you filmed recently? Um, Joe, why don't you start? Um, so we recently just shot an episode where we wanted to take things back to the eighties. So, um, my co-host has an 82 Corvette. I have an 86 Trans Am among other vehicles in our fleets. And so what we did is we went to the racetrack and we raced them against each other, uh, to see who had the fastest car. And then, we dressed up in these silly, goofy outfits that really said something about the type of person that would maybe drive them. My co-host, having a Corvette, he did the New Balance with the high socks and the dad shirt, and uh, he looked pretty goofy. And I went for like an 80s kind of Coke dealer look, which I thought was very interesting given the type of person that would have bought a new Trans Am back in 1986. You know, if you look at Miami Vice, that's the type of cars that, you know, apparently those type of people drove. So it was it was kind of fun to drive around and have people looking at us, you know, acting weird and dressed the way we were. It was really, uh, it was fun for me. Um, plus, both cars have T-tops, so we were able to take off the, the roofs and drive around. And just, an, it was a really nice day. So uh, we were just able to enjoy it. Uh, and if you hear crunching in the background, my dog has decided to find the loudest bone that she could find and chomp on it, so I apologize for that. Hopefully this microphone, it's kind of directional and it doesn't pick that up. Um, what have I been working on recently? Ju July has been kind of a dull month for me. I've just been taking a break because I've got a lot of stuff coming up. I've been doing some social media stuff here and there on TikTok and Instagram Reels, um, using some old footage. Um, just editing some small stuff here and there. I recently started doing on TikTok Reels and, or not TikTok Reels, Instagram Reels and TikTok, um, like tips on how to do videos. Um, for example, I did one on audio about not using, uh, I see a lot of people on TikTok using headphones, the Apple headphones that have the little microphone in it, and it gets terrible audio and they're like shoving it in their mouth and it blows the speakers out and it's just absolutely garbage. So I did a little video on how to capture better, better audio. And then I did a video on ND filters and how those can help you shoot better video and, and stuff like that. Um, all of that has been kind of July for me. And then coming up, I'm pretty busy. Um, tonight we're doing a video shoot with uh, hopefully a Hellcat if the gentleman shows up. If not, we're gonna do the Trans Am. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, next weekend I'm going out on a bass boat with a couple of fishermen. Um, that is going to be really hard for me because uh, I think I would probably watch grass grow sooner than I would fish. So I'm going to be trying to make that interesting um, and at the same time keep my camera equipment dry. Are you going to make it look like every cast they send out, they catch a fish? If fish have, if fish are to be caught, yeah, we'll try to make it look that way. But I'm terrified right now because the following week I have a wedding to shoot. And I'm terrified because I just have this feeling in the back of my head that, like, the boat is going to just go sink. And I'm going to lose my camera in a lake. Which would be bad. Well, they have new ones at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Not that I would like to see that happen. Hopefully it doesn't. So hopefully sure my camera the, stays dry, yeah. Make sure they put the drain plug in, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a wedding. Uh, it's actually my brother's wedding on the on August 14th, and I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm renting like $800 in video and audio and lighting equipment. Um, one of the things that I needed was more memory cards for my camera, but because of the supply constraints... With the pandemic, they're not available to buy. Mm. So my only option was to rent them, which is pricey, but a heck of a lot less expensive than buying them to begin with. And then I'll just offload all the audio onto my, or all the video onto my laptop before I return the SD cards. Um, and then I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. So far, my September, other than anything we do, is going to be pretty empty. I'm going to Chicago for my sister's wedding in September. And then in October, I'm filming for a client for her wedding announcement. And that's pretty much recent projects that I've got going on. Um, general updates. What do you what do you have going on as far as that is concerned? Um, in the background, I have been working on a merchandise line and a platform to sell that merchandise on. Um, I've hit a roadblock with that, and it has been uh, pure laziness. Uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, you know, getting to the bank, doing a couple things there, and just finishing up the website, putting the finishing touches on it. I just, I don't know, lately I just haven't had the energy to sit down and do it, which has not yeah. been good. Because you and I both have full-time jobs outside of this. Mm -hmm. Well, and then even on the channel itself, it's almost a full-time job. So, and on top of, you know, you and I both have semi-personal lives that we do try to keep up. And with that being said, it, it's just difficult to find the time or the energy to be up really late and to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been my roadblock lately. What about you? Um, well, for me... I've been really focusing on the business model that I want to have, what type of content I want to focus on doing, and then marketing it. I recently graduated. I've been um, an adult going to school because college is expensive, and it's something that I don't know if I need it, but I feel like it opens up more avenues for different jobs while I'm making my dreams come true with this company. Um. So I finished that, and then I'm, I'm using all of the stuff that I've learned to basically create marketing material and putting together a marketing plan, and I've just been putting it all on weddings, and not because 
weddings is the only thing I want to do. Um, I really enjoy this car stuff and would love to get a lot of paying clients for the car videos that we shoot. But I feel like weddings is a good place to start because there are so many people that are always having weddings and it's a huge market. But the problem being that I need something for my portfolio to say, look at this is what I've done. So I'm really just been waiting for that to happen. And once I get my brother's video done, um, you know, he's going to share it. My future sister is going to share it and everybody's going to see it. And hopefully that spreads interest. And then I'll have something that I can actually advertise with. Mm -hmm. Plus the market's bigger there. Yeah. I mean, the amount of guys that would pay for the type of shoots that we do, um, you know, is hails into comparison, you know, how many weddings there are, especially right. now. Exactly. You know, this is, I think, a great time to do it, uh, you know, because a lot of people are coming out of COVID and they're finally able to get their families together and do all the things that they've been waiting almost two years to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a good time to really break into that market. Yeah, and I, and I think where you and I will eventually end up one day, once, you know, once I start making money, once you start making a little more money and we can afford some more professional car-type recording equipment, I think where we'll eventually end up is doing productions for car commercials for manufacturers. I think that's probably where the money is, but right now that is out of our scope. Like, mm -hmm. we just don't have the time of day to be able to do it. I think eventually that's going to be um, something that we'll be able to to do. Um, what else do I have going on in the background? Um, you know, that's pretty much it. I Fortunately, I'm done making big purchase decisions, and now I have to be financially responsible and start paying off things. Um, now that this wedding is coming to a close, I don't have any more purchases that I really need to make for the rest of the year. Oh, one thing that one thing that I have done is I rebranded my YouTube to my name. Um, and actually, my legal name currently is Tyler Jacobs, but I'm changing it to Tyler, then my middle name, and then Jacobs, and then Slattery, because my uh, former stepdad actually adopted me after my dad passed. Long story there, but um, I rebranded my YouTube channel to Tyler J. Slattery to more kind of align with a personal brand. So on my YouTube channel, it's going to be more um, vlog style, behind the scenes stuff. And I think that's probably the best place to do that. And that way, when my company eventually grows and gets bigger, I'm separated from it so that if I were to one day sell my company, I'm still me and can take my YouTube with me and kind of separate the identities there. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I did do recently. I've been thinking about changing up the way that we shoot videos a little bit um, to more <coughs> of a vlog style because right now our setup is more like a TV show. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's it, it's good and bad. You know, our episodes are anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes long, and I think it's difficult to keep an audience captivated for that length of time. Even though, even doing small things, the videos just get so long. And so it, it's something that I'd like to change up, but anything that we do is big. It always has been, and I have a feeling it probably... For the most part, always will be. I, I've only had one video that was less than 10 minutes, and the amount of videos 
that I have that are over 20 is almost all of them. I mean, I think maybe I've got two or three. You know, and some of my best performing videos are actually the longer ones. So it's it's going to be interesting to see where things go. We've got a couple things planned, and I think they're going to end up being longer episodes. So I guess we'll just have to look at the performance and see how they go and take it from there. Um, so that's kind of our introduction. I know it was a little long, but um, hey, more content for you guys. So about us in a little more depth, what, what got us started in this? Um, I know, Joe, you've been doing it a little longer than I have. What kind of got you launched into making this sort of content? Seeing everyone else do it. You know, at the time I was like, well, how hard can it be? Apparently very. <laughs> um, you know, it was something, you know, all my buddies and I, we all have cars. We all uh, really enjoy each other's company. We all screw around we all go for cruises i mean all the stuff that you see on the channel is stuff that we would be doing regardless whether or not we had cameras the only added difficulty to that is wait stop let's make sure that camera's on you know and sometimes um that can hurt us when we're in a time crunch but so far it hasn't been a hindrance um what was the question <laughs> what got you started Oh, um, watching everyone else do it. That's just the bottom line. You know, I figured, well, if they can do it and they're screwing on with their friends doing the same kind of stuff I'm doing, why can't I just pick up a camera and do that? So that's kind of how we got started. And our first episode was actually kind of a fluke because uh, one of my buddies came over to the house and his car broke. So we just recorded us fixing it with our iPhones and went from there. So the next two questions are, what do you like to film and what do you use to film? Um, so if you guys haven't noticed by now, I like to film car content because in between myself and my couple buddies, we have, we're getting in the neighborhood of almost 35 cars. So it's what we all live, breathe, eat, dream about doing all day, every day. Um, so for me, it was a no brainer to pick that. And if I ever had to pick a backup, which is technically my other YouTube channel, I would pick, you know, boat stuff. I'm a hardcore boat guy, um, and I'd like to spend more time doing that, but it, it's difficult to find that extra time. Um, in terms of equipment, we're pretty basic. We use two GoPro Hero 8 Blacks, um, and we just make sure we try and keep a bunch of extra attachments the media mods. Yeah, media mods were a huge upgrade because they just pick up voices so much better, especially in the wind, uh, which is something that we had a problem with early on, especially when you're recording with iPhone. iPhone loves to pick up wind over voice, at least at the time when we had the older iPhones. Um, and we've been you know, trying different style mounts, and um, there was one other thing that was... Oh, we, you know, we've added walkie-talkies to the list of equipment. Not really so much for filming, but so that way when we're at a track or on a road trip or separated from each other, you know, it's a lot easier just to pick up the walkie-talkie than it is to try and get someone on the phone, especially when you're driving, you know. Uh, so that's definitely something that has been easy to work with. So, I mean, two GoPros, and I've got a bunch of 
walkie-talkies for myself and the rest of the crew and whoever else is on shoot with us. Which has been really nice. I mean, I haven't needed it, but in the future, like, if I've got a client and I just need this super nice shot, I don't really invest in GoPros, so I don't have any, but I know I can be like, Joe, I got this project. I know you've got, mm -hmm. like, 12 GoPros. Can I use one? Right. And well, in, for the type of stuff that we're doing, we're mounting them on the side of cars, you know, while we're driving down the road or we're putting them on vehicles that are being on, like when we're towing and we have a vehicle on the trailer, we'll put the GoPros on the camera or on the vehicle on the trailer just because they're more robust. I mean, I wouldn't take the type of equipment you have and do that with it, you know. So I looked at what type of content we're going to be doing. And what's the best camera suited for that? And it's always an action camera, whether it's a GoPro or if you have a smaller budget and you go with something that's off-brand. Um, you know, I've had really good luck with GoPros until, you know, all my things got stolen at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but I remember that. Yeah. It, you know, it actually opened up a little bit of an opportunity for me to upgrade a lot of my equipment and get things settled in a different way. So it ended up kind of turning into a positive, but it's hard to see that. Yeah. initially what kind of equipment do you use i know we're using one of your microphones right now but yeah what, is, what um, is in the rest of your um repertoire well so i got started in january of this year i kind of launched in my senior project um for my bachelor's degree um i've always kind of wanted to start my company but i needed that push and towards the end of last year i got a drone with the mavic 2 pro which is super nice but there's only so much you can do with a drone as far as filmmaking goes. You know, I decided that having my parents be photographers and I didn't really want to do photography. That was kind of boring to me. And kind of like you, seeing other people make content, I was like, well, I know photography. Why don't I learn how to do a video camera? And so I kind of combined all that together and I launched my company, Jazz Cinema Productions. Shout out to my brother for coming up with an awesome logo for me. Um, and then yeah, so I started the company, and it's kind of an all-around company, as in I will film whatever. Um, so I take the project from start to finish, um, doing all the recording, all the lighting. I'm kind of a one-man show at the at the moment as far as the production process goes. Um, but you kind of have to be. I, I think personally you have to be as a director of photography or a cinematographer. I think it's good to know everything, to know how the lighting works. That way, when you do work with a crew, you know what needs to be done. You're kind of the director. So that kind of works. And then I do all the post-production. I use DaVinci Resolve for that. And I have the studio version. And I can't say enough good things about DaVinci Resolve. I will preach to the day that I die that nobody should be paying for Adobe to use for Premiere. It's absolute junk. So I ended up going out and getting loans and actually jumping off the deep end. You know, they say you've got to spend money to make money. And it's an unfortunate truth that nobody lends a new business money. Mm. So, but they'll give you 140 grand to go to college. Right. Yeah. We, yeah, they have no problem telling you to go into debt to get a useless degree. But to actually launch a company, nobody want to get you, wants to give you money. So I've been using a lot of my own personal money. Um, which will have benefits next year when I do uh, taxes. But at the moment, I'm living frugally <laughs> or trying to. But I spent, I think I calculated it up 
between loans and the money that I've been making at work, I've probably dropped about 25 grand in equipment this year. Yeah. Um, I filmed with the Sony a7S Mark III, and I chose that camera because of its exceptional low-light capabilities. Uh, there are definitely, in my opinion, better cameras that I could have got, um, but Sony's autofocus is probably the best in the industry. And the low-light capability, the a7S III, means that I can shoot anywhere. Uh, when I go out with Joe, we shoot at night, and I don't have to worry about a noisy image. I can just shoot and know that that what little I have to do in post-production, it's going to be amazing. It was an instant game changer because I remember the one video yeah, we the did. the first video. Uh, which was technically the second in our cinema series. It was really noisy and literally like two and a half weeks later, we get together to shoot the next one and Tyler's like, oh, I got this new whiz-bang camera that'll do this crazy stuff. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then once I finally saw the video, I was like, that was a solid investment. Yeah, Cody, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, that your your video turned out to be the shittiest one that I've shot. Artistically, super great. But I think that it was, I mean, every video that you do on your own or I do on my own or that we do together, we learn a lot from and we bring more to the table for the next one. Yeah. And so the more you do it, the more you're going to understand what you can do, what you can't do. And I think that that's just part of the process. Yeah. Of I think being artistically... That was one of my favorite videos. Yeah, but it had all the right shots. Just with all the, the limitations. Wrong cameras. Yeah, the cameras. So if you go to Joe's channel and you look at Five Eight Five Garages Cinema Number Two, um, and then you go look at basically anything after that, so you'll see the difference between using a phone and using an actual camera. And that was my that was my push point where I was like, I can't do, I can't do this anymore on my phone and. Certain people can probably get away with it. I know certain directors out there actually film legit movies with an iPhone. I was going to say, in the iPhone thing recently, since that has happened, you know, <coughs> they're doing the, the three-camera deal on the back, and they're making a big deal about how you can do it in low light and everything. But honestly, if that's the only reason you're going to upgrade it, I think it's almost better to just have your one device mm -hmm. designed to do that. And that's the only thing you use it for. But in some respects, it's nice to yeah. I mean, be able to have, have one thing that does multiple things. If you have all of the proper lighting and you have a, a like a, a legit studio and a crew behind you, I totally think you can make these modern phones work. Oh yeah. But with what we're doing, I mean, we're spending, we're probably spending the same amount of money. It's just in a different location. We're spending the money on good camera equipment versus a studio that's filming with an iPhone. Is spending money on lighting and crew and you know and don't get me wrong lighting is 90% of filmmaking in my opinion well especially looking at our cinemas yeah that's all we do is I we don't go for the bright light deal but the lights that you have the mm -hmm. way that they can change color and do things has been excellent and it allows us to be able to capture the way that the light lays on certain things well with this camera yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I got this camera. I use a 24, a 50, and an 85 millimeter lens currently. What's your favorite? Um, honestly, my favorite lens to use is the 85 because of the depth of field that you can get with a portrait lens. I really like the, the compression, which is where the background appears closer when you're 
at a uh, lower aperture or lens wide open. I, uh, but as far as what we do, I think the 24 is probably the best lens because of the wide angle. Um, although when we did the Corvette last month, uh, we used the 85 on West Henrietta Road. Yep. And that, I think the rest of the time we ended up sticking with a 50. I don't think we really ever touched the 24. Uh, that was the 85. We didn't even do the 50 that day. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and I liked how that worked, but that was a long stretch of road. That would not have worked. Well, I was more talking about city. when we did like the hotel. I thought oh, that, yeah, that was. I think that the was 50. the 50 millimeter. Yeah. 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 But I, like I said, most of the time we will whip out the 24 on those, and we didn't yeah. touch it at all. So the uh, the 24 is my most expensive lens because it's um, a GM lens from Sony, and I'm a big fan of the Sony lenses. A because they're you know Sony cameras, Sony lenses. Right. They're designed to work. Right. Together. Um, they have great autofocus compatibility, um, but the GM lens is, and I mean, you you have to really be looking for this stuff, and I fix, I can fix most of it in post-production, but the image quality out of a GM lens compared to my 50 and my 85 are, um, it, the, just the 24 is a much better lens. But not being super wealthy, I couldn't afford to get all of my lenses in GM lenses. What so, does GM mean? Um, it's just their branding. Like G is the regular lens, and then GM is like their master series lenses. Um, so you get less chromatic aberration, I believe is how it's pronounced. I see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, a little bit better colors, a little bit sharper, a little bit better bokeh. Mm, but that's important. It is. People, like, don't underestimate the power of bokeh. It can be either completely forgotten or one of the most what what is the term where people debate decisive divisive where people agree and disagree on a subject mm -hmm. people will argue for days on reddit especially about boca people <laughs> argue about a lot of stupid yeah. shit on reddit so i mean i i like a good boca but i'm not gonna sit there and like have a mangasm over it. I've always wanted to go. It's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful place in Florida. <laughs> um, so I got some audio equipment. Uh, recently I just upgraded um, to some lavalier mics so that I could get better audio and weddings. Um, I've always had the H5, the Zoom H5 since we started that um, we actually haven't used too much because the shotgun mic on top of the camera does pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we have this Zoom H5 for interviewing, and it works really well to capture audio from our cars. And I think my next purchase is probably going to be a 90mm macro lens. I'm actually renting one for the wedding, and uh, I'm going to try out the macro on it. And I think that'll really be something unique to use in the car videos. Um, but until then, I think that 50mm works pretty good. I think that's the best all-around lens. I've, it's really been growing on me the last couple of weeks, mm -hmm. um, using that 50 um, if I can come up with the money, I would like to get a better 50 lens. The, the problem that I have with this one is the autofocus is external. So the lens actually moves when, uh, when it's on and it's focusing, it goes in and out. And I want one that doesn't like my 85. They don't, it doesn't move. It's all internal, which I definitely like. Um, so I touched on what I use, how I got started. I, I film basically anything. Um, my main thing is weddings and couples, love story videos, just because that's 
allows me to express um, the, the whole cinematic process, I guess, is what I'll say. The car videos are a close second. And then, um, like, really anything I'll do. Where do I want to go from here? Eventually, I would like to have more paying clients. <laughs> would be super nice. Um, that's my next steps as far as what I want to do with my company next. Um, and I think that's really coming together with this wedding. What about you? Where where are you looking to go in the, the near future? I, mean, I guess this is transitioning into our secondary topic, long-term goals. It, or I guess my long-term goals would be just to make content every day. It's like my main form of income, um, which I think would just make me happy. Whether it's boat content and or car content, um, you know, just having the opportunity to be, you know, my own boss and not take orders from up the food chain, I think is probably the thing that I'm working hardest for. You know, it's worth the the late nights. Like on that Corvette shoot, I didn't get home until like 4 a.m. So it was worth every second of it, and it leaves you feeling burnt out every now and then. But I think the end game will be worth it. So where do you see yourself in like five years? Where would you like to be? I mean, I'd like to be doing it full time. Um, what the time limit is on that? I mean, if I had the opportunity tomorrow to be doing it for my own or on my own, I would. I wouldn't even think twice about it. So whether that's a short term or long term, I guess that you could say that that's my macro goal is to just get to that point. Now, however long it takes me to do it is all the steps in between where I'm at now and getting there. And what type of monetization are you looking at? Yes. <laughs> I mean, any Anything any platform that is willing to pay me to be there, um, I would obviously strongly consider. But I think probably it's mainly YouTube and then any sorts of merchandise income and then branding myself differently and taking that brand and doing other things with it, I think would be the best way to do it. Um, so we're both now, I mean, I was always an actual official company, but we, I helped you get to be an official company. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going necessarily at that point, but I knew kind of where I wanted to go and I didn't know how best to get there, especially once you monetize. Cause I, at the beginning, that really wasn't the goal. It was to just, you know, have an excuse to get together with my buddies and do stupid shit. And it's grown from that to, you know, hopefully having a crew that I can take with me and, you know, be able to do it for myself and all of those things. So for me, I think it's, um, I think in five years, I would like to have a studio space. Um, I think it's totally reasonable to assume that in five years, if I keep doing everything like I'm supposed to be doing, um, you know, putting putting all the learning that I did in school to use marketing and, you know, sticking with it, I think in five years, it's totally reasonable. I would like to have a small studio space with a professional post-production suite and maybe between one and five employees. And I would like to be you know, I, I saw a video recently where this uh, this young girl on YouTube was doing 80 weddings a year, which is like one or two weddings a week. 
and I think that would be the perfect place. It sounds like a um, an earthquake in here with my dog chewing on that stupid bone. Yeah, so I would like to be able to have enough people trained and trusted to where I could say, all right, we've got a wedding here. Go out and do it this week so that I could focus on doing the businessy part of the company and um, doing expanding, expanding to other sectors and eventually one day being able to do full commercials for companies and big events. And I think I need a crew to be able to do that in an actual production suite with multiple cameras. And I know how to get there. I know a lot of, a lot of companies, what they'll do is they will price themselves too low and then they'll have so much work that they can't, they can't manage to grow the company any further because they're too busy. Mm-hmm. And the secret is, you know, once you get busy where you're like, I can't take on any more work, you need to raise your prices. And, oh, there's a big misconception that if I raise my prices, I'm going to drive business away. But it's not actually the case. Um, overwork, uh, when you're overworked, it's kind of a sign that you're underpricing yourself. Mm-hmm. you got to find that sweet spot where you raise your prices. And, um, well, she will. And then you can hire employees to take on the workload, the extra workload, but you can't afford employees unless you raise your prices. So, um, again, that's, that's future business decisions that I would like to be at. Um, you know, and I would, I would like to be known as that person that you go to when you want a particular artistic look. And I'm trying to develop that. And I think you really will see that when I come out with my, this wedding video that I'm coming up with, I want it to be different. And I know in my head what I want it to look like. And I've seen too many wedding videos, and this is not a jab at people that do wedding videos. A lot of them are just absolutely wonderful, but they're samey. And I don't want, I want you to be able to look at my videos, no matter what video it is, and go, yeah, Tyler with Jazz Cinema shot that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I will eventually grow my brand. Um, I know we've been talking for quite a while. Um, we got to get ready here soon to go out and film. So do you have anything else as far as long-term goals that you want to talk about? Eh, not really. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much it is just to be able to do it myself and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. Um, so to close everything out, I guess what I, what I'm going to say is that I hope you enjoy the podcast. I think it's something that I don't know. I can't speak for you, but do you enjoy, did you enjoy this format? Yeah, I did. I think you know, there's definitely more people as we keep filming that we come across that we could get on here to talk about uh, things with. And I encourage other creators out there. If you, you're like, man, I would love to get on this podcast. I would love to have you. So reach out and uh, we'll get together. And I think, no, at least one person that I would like to invite, he's a photographer. So it's a little bit of a different perspective, but Hey, photography and videography are like brother and sister. Um, obviously videography is better, but you know what, you, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. <laughs> um, definitely check out our YouTubes. So mine is Tyler J. Slattery on the YouTube and, uh, Joe's 585 garage. Yep. Um, like share and subscribe there. Uh, that's, that's how YouTube channels grow. If you watch a video and you don't subscribe or you, you know, honestly, the best thing that you can do is like a video and comment even if you don't subscribe because YouTube's algorithm says there's engagement with this video. So show it to more people. 
Mm-hmm. So even if you don't want to subscribe, like and like just drop a comment. Even if it's this video is crap, that will help because it will eventually reach somebody that doesn't think this video is crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry if you think the video is crap. Please let me know what we can do to do better. But yeah, um, subscribe, man. I mean, I have a couple of videos that have like 2,000 views. And if 2,000 people subscribed, man, that would be amazing. And I think Joe can attest to that too. Same. Um, And then ideas for future podcasts. Um, You can reach out to both of us on our Facebook pages. Uh, Mine is JS Cinema Productions or, you know, comment on our YouTube page. Um, Joe's Facebook is a group. That's not a public page, so you got to apply. Yep, um, and I did that just so that way I can keep an eye on, like, you know, anyone that's spamming that. And I don't really understand <laughs> Facebook <laughs> as well as I probably should, so that may be changing. Um, but mine is 585 Garage Fan Group. Okay. Well, um, this actually did, it went better than I thought it did. It would have done. Um, and I hope that this makes it out. I hope that you're actually hearing this podcast and I can figure out how to get it out there. And uh, my goal is to maybe do one a month or maybe one every other month. Um, just to kind of augment my well-rounded portfolio. And Joe is going to have a podcast coming out. It's uh, more of a video cast on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to do a video cast uh, that we're going to do monthly. And then we are going to also take then the audio from that and put it into, you know, podcast format on all of the popular platforms. So yeah. that way we can you know, try and gain some traction there as well. And so Joe's going to be more car focused. So if you're a big car guy, um, I think one episode that we talked about doing is uh, me and you talk as uh, I'm a car person, but I'm not a car guy. Tyler likes cars, but if you asked him to do anything over change a tire or put gas in his car i think you would find him being very lost so my dad was a really good car mechanic um he actually rebuilt a car um so i learned i can change oil i can do tires i know how to do brakes i won't do my own brakes (laughs) i don't stand in front of my brake jobs i stand behind them i don't stand anywhere near my brake jobs so i mean i'm pretty good at diagnosing what's wrong with a car but, um, yeah, don't ask me to touch touch the car. So we're going to do a podcast episode or a video cast episode where we talk. Um, It'll be pretty much just me and my buddies grilling you about cars. Yeah. And that's, you know, entertaining. And I, and well, it will like, be for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.